Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Ask for Asher. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Yeah. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Acri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary. It's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, talks picking it up. Let's go. Anyway, he never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds The skill of an artist This is 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill Who would've thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames and I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verses? Dude, it's the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard you from a death guy. 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated And he's spitting fire in mice Got him out the dryer, he's hot Found him in Fort Minor with top But a f***ing nihilist porcupine He's a he's a the type Women wanna be within rappers Hope he gets eight years in the making Patiently waiting to blow Now the record with your notice Taking over the globe He's got a partner in crime This is equally dope You won't believe the kind of That comes out of this kid's throat He's not your everyday on the block He knows how to work with wood He's got making his way to the top He don't think it's a comment on his name People keep asking him was it Giving that person does a stand for an act But no, he's living proof Let him rock in the booth He'll get you buzzing quicker than a shot of vodka with juice, juice. Him and his crew are known around as one of the best Dedicated to what they do to get 100% Nobody really knows how or why he works so hard It seems like he's never got time Because he writes every note and he writes every line And I've seen him at work when that light goes on in his mind It's like a sign is written in his head every time before he even what, what are we even doing? Let's go. Come on. Hour two. Jeez Louise. Sorry. I was scraping a few things together. My bad. Anyway, welcome back. Hour two in the zone. Moses Moody coming up in studio today. He's got a busy week around central Arkansas. We appreciate him carving out a little time for us. So we will chit-chat with the Golden State Warrior, former Razorback. And we've also got uh, Jason Milligan coming up in just a few minutes here from Oaklawn Racing. And we are here in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort. We're also, of course, while we're here, focused on what we're doing, we've got an eye towards Nashville. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. KJ Jefferson, Rocket Sanders, and uh, Atlanta Jackson as well at Media Day yesterday with Coach Pittman. And we haven't heard from Nick Saban, really, or the other coaches who spoke yesterday. We'll get to some of that in just a little bit. We've also got some new stuff coming in. Lane Kiffin, sure to be entertaining today for Ole Miss. So we'll talk uh, a little more about that in just a second. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. KJ Jefferson back at Arkansas. Thankfully so. If you're a Razorback fan, you really like that. Uh, the factors that led me coming back was um, I didn't get to play in some of the uh, big SEC games due to injury, so I just wanted to come back and be able to give this state and my teammates another shot at being able to just go out there and help my teammates win and become uh, successful. That is a big reason why he came back, I am sure. I am also quite 
confident that the NIL money that is pouring into people who are in positions like KJ's didn't hurt either. But I'm guessing Fred didn't grill, get grilled about that too much yesterday. We always play nice at SEC Media Days. Uh, KJ, talking about the offense under the direction of Dan Enos. This system is very pro-style. Uh, it's a lot slower than have we have we been in the previous years. Um, also, just being able to, in this offense, it's a lot on the quarterback. Uh, I have a lot more freedom to do different things, audible out of different plays and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's very, it's, it's fun to be in and also just a learning tool for me just for the next level. Indeed. All right, we got much more coming up from SEC Media Days in a bit. Sam Pittman talking about the rivalry with Missouri and how bad we all want Arkansas to knock off the Tigers. All the Tigers. I mean, name a Tiger, any Tiger. Want them to beat all the Tigers, right? I mean, if you're going to beat a Tigers team, you want to win at LSU more than you want to beat Missouri, right? Yeah. I mean, because LSU is better. Yes. It would be, it's a greater achievement to beat LSU, but it would, the gross out factor of continuing to lose to Missouri yeah. is very apparent for Arkansas fans, I think. A couple other notes here. Congrats to Tavian Josenberger, who got a pretty good chunk under his slot value, but good a nice payday anyway. $630,000 is the 100th overall pick in the major leagues to the Orioles. The slot value is 671.8, and he got 630. So nothing to sneeze at, certainly. And I think he would be the first one to tell you that he is happy he transferred from the Big 12 into the SEC. And guess what? Next year, there will be a guy saying the same, I'm guessing. His name is Mason Molina. Texas Tech's number one pitcher last year is coming to the University of Arkansas. This is a major, major get for Dave Van Horn. A left-hander, 6-2, 3-6-7-ERA, over 83 innings, struck out 108 in 83 innings. Led the team in games started with 16, victories, innings, and strikeouts, ending the season at 6-2. And And he was one of the uh, Big 12 all-conference performers as well, second-teamer. Anyway, uh, that is big time for Arkansas, and that rounds out what is already a very nasty pitching rotation. So kudos to Dave and company. Sure, Coach Hobbs had something to do with that as well. And then uh, last piece I saw here, Christian, I was getting ready and I was looking through my emails before I came back out. And according to BetLawOnline.ag, they've got the Wooden Award winners. They got odds out already for next season. For next basketball season. Yep. Arkansas wow. has one guy on the list at seventy-five to one. Khalif Battle, the Temple transfer. Hmm. Wow. The favorite, no surprise, Zach Eady, uh, followed by Hunter Dickinson, who almost ended up at Arkansas, yeah. and Kyle Filipowski. It is funny how Duke. these wooden award winners are always guys that are like really good in college, but don't translate to the pro game very well. It seems that is often the case. Who won last year? Um, Can't remember. I voted, but I don't remember. Uh, it wasn't Trace Jackson Davies, was it? No, I didn't think. So. I can't remember. I'll have to go back and look. Oh, yes, no, I don't remember. It was somebody pretty obvious. It was a. It was a. And the year before, it was Shebley, right? Was it? I'm pretty sure. I think you might be right. Don't understand that one. I didn't vote for him. Uh, let's head down to Hot Springs and talk to our buddy Jason Milligan, the vice president of racing at Oakland Racing Casino Resort. And, you know, we're in the middle of summer and we're all thinking about football. We are not necessarily focused on racing, but it does come sooner and sooner every year. Or at least it's come sooner the last couple of years than it had in previous years. It'll be here in December. Obviously, there's plenty to do at Oakland between now and then. We've talked about that a lot. But, uh, again, as I mentioned before, the perfect symbiosis between the racing side and the gaming side. And Jason has been kind enough to pop on with us on the Brand of Moving and Storage Hotline to talk about uh, the rich getting richer, which is the uh, the purse money that's coming into Oakland. And, Jason, welcome back, buddy. And, as I just mentioned, it won't be long before we're down there hanging out with you guys again. This is great news to pass along to those who uh, grind in the game of horse racing. Yeah, uh, Justin, uh, good being out, good to talk with you as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's the time of year where you know you got Saratoga started last week, you got Del Mar starting tomorrow. So it's like racing kind of gets out of their lull after the Triple Crown and kind of starts picking back up. So yesterday we were uh, happy to announce our stake schedule to kind of join in and all the fun with the uh, thoroughbred racing right now. So. Pumping nearly a million dollars more into the purses overall, are there particular races that uh, stand out as far as the beneficiaries here? Well, obviously, I would say all, all, all of our races. 
be honest with you, we, we increased the purses for 21 of the stakes races. Obviously, the main headliner is the Arkansas Derby, mm-hmm. going from a 1.25 million to 1.5 million. That's mm. a that's a it's a very aggressive step. Yeah. Uh, for, for our callers, just to put it in in in, in preferences, basically it's the same purses as the Preakness Stakes and the Belmont Stakes. Mm. So it's uh, it's nice to, to reach that plateau. It'll be interesting to see if those tracks make changes next year to to, to counteract what we've done this year. In in determining grade one, grade two, grade three, give me a breakdown on that, Jason. How that works? Obviously, the the Derby is a, a grade one, but the Rebel Stakes is obviously a, a major prep race, a key prep race for horses around the country. And sometimes we'll see horses sneak in there and just try to get their points in the Rebel, and then you know, sit around and wait on their opportunity in the Kentucky Derby. But what what happens there? And I know you guys had a big bump there, too, from a million to one, two, five. Yeah. So basically, there's a committee from executives at other racetracks that formally meet twice a year. And what they'll do is they actually look at the success of races for the last five years. They're not looking at just last year or two years ago. And so they have a point structure set up with how the winner's done in that race and how he's, how that winner's gone on to perform in other races after that particular race. Gotcha. So it's, it's not just, when you know, the like, you know, during COVID, you know, we had the fantasy field we had was unbelievable. We had all the top three-year-old fillers here, so everybody's like, oh, the fantasy's got to be a grade, grade one, grade two next year. Well, the fantasy's still a grade three. Because the winner of the fantasy, unfortunately, has not gone on and produced in other races the way we had hoped. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, uh, <laughs> they, they actually held the COVID against us since we were the only ones running. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like it's like you know the horsemen loved us and everyone, and it was great because it was it was, it was a uh, getaway, but. The graded stakes committee held, held that against us. Well, and of course, your best filly a couple of years ago didn't run in the fantasy. She ran in the derby, so that, that right, probably that's didn't help right. either. And then she went on and that's won the Oaks. Right. So, you know, yeah. th- these things happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, therefore, to your point, we didn't get because since she ran fourth in the third in the Arkansas Derby, and then she ran, won the Kentucky Oaks, it really it helped the Arkansas Derby, but it didn't help the fans. Right. Okay. That makes no sense at all. But God forbid there be common sense in horse racing. Uh, talking this to Jason Billigan on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, VP for Racing down at Oaklawn. And again, a lot to be excited about this coming season. So how many million-dollar races total for Oaklawn this year? Well, it's funny because we, we still have four, but we don't actually have a million-dollar race yeah. on the schedule anymore. Right. They're either one, it's either $1.25 million or $1.5 million. We don't have a flat million-dollar race on the schedule. So we didn't bump any of the races with the purse increases over a million that weren't before. Right. Well, like I said, so the Rebel, the Oakland Handicap, and the Apple Blossom all go from a million to one point two five. Right. Okay, but none, none of them were like an eight hundred thousand that bumped up to a million or anything like that. No, no, no. Gotcha. So we're getting getting closer. Obviously, like Southwest, or yeah, the Southwest we bumped from seven hundred fifty thousand to eight hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So all. All of the three-year-old races that tie into, ultimately, the Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Oaks, all those races received purse bumps as well. Gotcha. Uh, I, I will tell you, like, the Fantasy, it is now the has the largest purse for three-year-old fillies looking to go to the Kentucky Oaks. Gotcha. Okay. So, so we have the top purse for the Arkansas Derby, horses going to the Kentucky Derby. We have the top four, the top purse for a prep race for the Phillies looking to go to the Kentucky Oaks. And so, as far as points go this year, is there any adjustment, or we get the same points schedule and breakdown this year, uh, where you get the bump uh, up at Rebel and then another bump at the at the Derby? As of right now, uh, they usually don't release that till the, till around middle October, usually up right before Breeders' Cup. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, we have not seen any changes with the uh, point structure, and Unfortunately for us, the point structure is not based on your purse money. Right, I got gotcha. you. Uh, overall, though, obviously, wish it, wish it, yeah. wish it was. Right, we, we still, we still, have, we still offer the most uh, derby points though for, for any three-year-old that's looking to go to Kentucky Derby. Obviously, you guys feel very good about where you are in the big scheme of things. I just see, I saw, um, we told last week, I guess that it was Golden Gate is shutting down, and they're obviously going to try to you know move the the horses that have run there over the years to the other. 
California tracks, primarily Santa Anita. But you know, when you do see some that are shuttering or struggling, it's it's great to see Oakland thriving. Yes, it is, and 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 that's what we were talking this morning in a meeting. So it kind of puts puts things in a different context when you're talking about one racetrack closing, and we're you know announcing a big purse increase for, for our stake schedule. No doubt. So it's like I told him, I said. We, we have to love the position we're in right now. And plus, like I said, we have the best fans. I mean, our, our racing community here is second to none. So what, uh, what's going on with you guys right now? Do you When do you start like putting things together for the coming season other than bumping purses? I mean, at what point do you guys really start digging in on, you know, getting everything together for the start of the racing season? Uh, well, we started about May 10th. Okay. Well underway. <laughs> so, yeah. So, well, like I said, there, there's, you, know, you always got to go through the barns. You know, it's, it's those things on, on that people don't think about that have to be done. You have to go through the barns, make sure that, that all repairs are made from, you know, horses kicking stalls and, you know, making sure there's there's nothing that could, could possibly injure a horse. Uh, then we've got the track surface reconditioning that we do every year. Uh, but to your point, it, yeah, it's right around the corner. I mean, right. horses are, horses are, uh, stable area opens in 104 days, but who's counting? Yeah, exactly. Obviously not you. Uh, no, not me. Jason, listen, man, congratulations on all your success down there. I really am excited for you guys, as always. We love working with Oakland. We love coming down to the races. And, again, don't wait. You can go down there now. There's plenty of things to do down at Oakland right now. In fact, we were talking to Zach yesterday about odds for the Open Championship. Uh, by the way, we'll get an update on how that's all going here in a minute. But uh, we started talking about pool parties. Apparently, that's quite the uh, quite the summer activity. They've got a big party this weekend with a bunch of games. And in two weeks, I know there's a Barbie-themed pool party at yeah. Oakland. So you guys are having all the fun. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to branch out and have a, offer a little bit for everybody. Well, that, that definitely covers it, I would say. So yes. I'm going to have to get in on some of that. But uh, listen, man, I appreciate you very much, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you, you guys. You bet. That's Jason Milligan down at Oakland. We're going to take a break. Moses Moody is in the house, and we will talk to him on the other side about uh, his offseason and some of the cool activities he is putting on around Central Arkansas this weekend. And there are plenty of opportunities to take part in those, and we have mentioned it before. I'd love seeing the Arkansas athletes come back home and give back to the community. And uh, it's happened a handful of times. We talked about it this summer already, but great to have Moses back. And the Golden State Warrior will join us on the other side. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Sports Center. The marathon that is SEC Media Days is coming to an end today. On July 20th, it'll be Ole Miss, South Carolina, and Tennessee who take the podium. The Arkansas Razorbacks took the podium yesterday alongside Alabama and Florida as well as Kentucky. Coverage of 2023 SEC Media Days continues today, starting with Morning Mayhem and going all the way through Drive Time Sports this afternoon. The 2023 Women's World Cup is underway in New Zealand. The host nation is Zealand beat Norway 1-0 in the opening game thanks to a 48-minute goal by Hannah Wilkinson. The U.S. women's national team will look to defend their crown. Their title defense begins tomorrow and they take on Vietnam in the 2023 WWC. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Gary Hill with MSS Oil presents Countdown to Kickoff Tuesday, August 1st at the Hall. Tickets on sale at 1037thebuzz.com. Brought to you by Oaklawn Sports, Tito's Handmade Vodka, the Gangster Museum of America, and Corky's Ribs and Barbecue. I'm talking about Elias Mexican Grill. Take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. The key special, a Mexican abachi dish with fresh steak, chicken, or shrimp. Tuesdays are Taco Tuesdays, and they're only $1.99 at Elias. And now they're serving homemade tortillas. Fresh pies for dessert along with soft serve ice cream. Elias Mexican Grill Award winning Mexican food with daily lunch specials Monday through Friday 11 to 2. You take exit 108 to Elias.
Elias, Mexican Grill in Moralton. The Sunken Land Songwriting Circle features three world-class songwriters sharing the stage for an evening of music and storytelling. Roseanne Cash will host the event and will be joined by Rodney Crowell, Sarah Jeros, and John Leventhal. This benefit concert will be held on August 12th at the Fowler Center in Jonesboro. All proceeds benefit the ongoing upkeep and operation of the Johnny Cash Boyhood Home. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. This ad paid for with a combination of state and regional association funds. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we've put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agents Monica Reiners or Brian Cress in North Little Rock or Jamie Marsh in Little Rock. Need a new tractor? Zero-turn mower? Maybe even a new utility vehicle? River Valley Tractor has you covered. With Kubota equipment from River Valley Tractor, you'll find tractors that are rated number one in owner experience to take on your toughest jobs with ease. Find them today at rivervalleytractor.com. Work smarter, not harder this year with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Welcome back to The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network with Justin Eggery and Wes Moore. Eleven twenty-seven in the zone, and our second hour well underway. And we are joined in studio by Moses Moody, former Razorback and current Golden State Warrior. Although Pat Bradley always tells me, once a Razorback, always a Razorback. Welcome, my friend. How are you? All good. All good. Glad to be here. It's good to see you, my friend. And it's it's awesome to talk about um, guys coming back and giving to the community. And we were talking about this. That uh, good news, bad news. All your events that you have uh, you're putting on over the next few days are already full. But that's good, obviously, that uh, people are taking advantage of the opportunity you're affording them. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. Just uh, it, they got it got going quick too. So just uh, yeah, yeah, that's a cool, that's a cool thing. Is this something you always wanted to do growing up? I mean, was that the plan? Make it big and then try to come back and give back to your community? Yeah, yeah, I've always thought about it that way. You know, um, when you make it out, like when you when you make it to that point, and the reason that I was able to be successful was because of the people here. So. What about you? Did you grow up going to camps? I mean, there's a lot of older Arkansas guys who played professionally. Did you have camps, or were you around any of those guys growing up? Yeah, Joe Johnson did a lot of stuff in the city that I would go to and be a part of. Um, I would go to. I, went, I used to go to the UALR camp all the time, and just yeah, as many as I can, whatever I can. So, how would you evaluate uh, last season for you personally? More minutes, I mean, more opportunities. It looked like. How, how'd you feel like you know your season went? Yeah, I mean, it was a journey, just like anything else. You know, trying to figure out things that work. Highs and lows, but uh, finished off on a pretty high note. You grab a headset. I think Christian wants to ask you a couple questions too, if you don't mind. They should be down. We help out, Graham. Um, so, how much do you see your teammates in the off season, if at all? Uh, yeah, uh, I see them. I see. I see them a good amount. Uh, every, I mean, once in, every once in a while. I know you. You guys probably. You probably asking about Steph and those guys. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll be in and out. I see them at different times, but um, other guys I see more frequently. Do you guys play together some in the summer? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, depends on what it is at different times. Yeah. You get, are there any rules on what you can and can't do as far as playing in the summertime? Or is there is there anything that's in your contract that you always talk about like the Jordan clause, like he could play whenever he wanted? I mean, you guys have any rules on that? No, nah, I don't think so. Uh, you can play as much pickup and much things as you want. That your team might you know want something or not want something, but yeah, it's, it's up to you. How much do you want to rest in the summer versus trying to kind of keep your skills sharp? Obviously, you know, still being being smart and being cautious. But in season, then you got to play so much at a, at a high level in the game and you don't really get to work out and do as much pickup and things like that because you have a game pretty much every other day. So in the summertime, it's my chance to really hoop. So I, I, I want to do that. I understand. Uh, when you're back home, what are some things you like to do other than seeing family? 
um, getting the gym with my trainers, uh, the people that, I, that I've been working out with the longest, if it's Sammy or Curtis or Jimmy or um, just, just different trainers that I've grew up working with. Okay. You have spots you like to hit? Is there restaurants you miss when you're... When you're out in in uh, the Bay Area, yeah, yeah, a lot of them around here. Just uh, even just the, the normal the normal stuff. Like it's, they, the setup is kind of different in the Bay Area, but uh, coming back here and going to like Sam's Barbecue and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a lot easier to get there. That's for sure. No no traffic comparatively. So, uh, well, let's talk about some of these events. So you got to again, these are all full, but you've got uh, an opportunity to hang out with some sponsors tomorrow. Now, if you've been to the new Art Center since they reopened it, but. They did a fantastic job, and then as far as the kids, what are you doing with the kids at the camps? What's the what's the rundown on those? Yeah, so we'll have um, you know obviously drills uh, for for the kids to do uh, different different things like that. We'll have some games going on and prizes to win and things like that. So um, let me ask you about Draymond. I, apparently he is uh, I, now he's beef with Jordan Poole's dad. I saw. So he is the guy we were talking about the other day. He's the guy that like if he's on your team, like he's the ultimate guy. But he's the, also the guy that everybody else likes to sort of hate on and. Um, as a teammate, I mean, wh- how is it playing with him every day? He's a guy that obviously is holding everybody accountable, mm-hmm. um, and he's a he's just a unique personality. Yeah, yeah, definitely a unique personality. He's really intelligent. He's just a he, he's a really good person, a really solid dude, uh, and he he's willing to take on a lot of the bad guy role and all the time so others don't have to i feel like he's he's a really good teammate yeah talking to moses moody for just tuning in here um so uh as far as goals for next season i mean I, you know you guys had some issues with with health this year and you can't really ever predict that but i mean what are your what do you think i mean you feel like you got the nucleus to to go a little deeper next year yeah i think so i like what we, i like what we got going on i uh, i like where everybody's head is at it seems like it's in a good direction christian go ahead bud uh usually when you're a lottery pick you you get immediate playing time because you go to a team that's usually not that great. But you've had sporadic playing time the last two years due to going to a great team. How has that has that been difficult to handle? Um, it's been it's been difficult. It's been a journey, you know, highs and lows. Obviously, to go along with the journey, so uh, different obstacles. And but the the best part about it is is it makes me have to figure out the right right way to play basketball. Um, being a professional is a lot different. Than, um, than being a college guy, being being anything anything else. Uh, and my bro, I was talking to my brother the other day. And he made the point of, um, and you don't you don't you don't get you don't get uh, drafted because you're a pro. You get drafted and then you become a pro. So within this time, it's, it's just really just figuring things out and becoming who I need to be. Have you got to speak any to uh, Chris Ball, who's your new teammate? Yep, I did. Uh, we were just in Vegas at Summer League, so I got to hang around him a little bit there. He came through the gym when I was working out in the Bay. Are you going to keep in touch with Jordan Poole, who's now on the Wizards? Yeah, yeah, he came through. I just talked to him maybe two days ago. He he came through. Um, yeah, that's that's my dog. You know, it, it doesn't just because you know the front office makes those decisions and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, I'm not in the room. He's not in the room. So that's so you know that that's kind of just. You deal with it, but just like if he was on my team, he was still on my team. He's that's my dog. When you're not playing in summer league, what's your role there? When you guys go down, other than you get to hang out in Vegas a little bit with teammates or future teammates. Yeah, so um, in, you know they have the training staff and the coaches all there. So I was going and working out and doing my thing there, and then just going and going to a lot of games and watching basketball. So Wes is off today, and I know he's probably sick about it, but he's hanging out at the beach with his family, so it's not all bad. But the other day, he was tongue-in-cheek, kind of giving Steph a hard time talking about how much he hates him because the guy is the best shooter in the world. And he's also so damn good at golf, it irritates all of us who struggle at golf, and we're, like, out here fighting, and we don't have a real job, yeah, you know, man. like he does. I mean, he's out here the best shooter and great at golf. Do you marvel at a guy that can play, you know, multiple sports like that at such a high level? It's just, it's insane to us as a guy who's a top level athlete. What's it like watching Steph do that? It's it's, it's cool, and that, and that's not all he does. He and him and Clay both can throw a football, throw a baseball. They just naturally good at a lot of different things, and 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 I say naturally because it's because it is gifts, but not to take away from how much work he does put into the. I don't know about his football and baseball skills, but golf is something that he puts a lot of time into and. Um, for somebody like that, it's just such a good person. I mean, it's it's, it's good to see that pay off for him and just hole in ones and half court shots yeah. and all that type of stuff. Yeah, he's an easy guy to root for for sure. You have to respect the athleticism. It's it's amazing, and the rest of the NBA's 
fortunate, I would say, that the guy does spend a little bit time of time, at least on his golf game, and doesn't focus solely on <laughs> making buckets because, my God, I don't know how much better he could possibly be at that anyway. He did do something the other day that was funny. I've never seen a guy do this before. He made his hole-in-one, and then he, he sprinted like a gazelle from the tee box to the green. Uh, it, it, it have, I don't know if anybody's seen I know I'm sure, uh, but uh, um, High School Musical 2, when uh, when when the main character uh, Troy Bolton. Bolton, yeah, he when he when he was he had a song bet on it running on the golf course. That's mm-hmm. all I can think about seeing <laughs> seeing a run down the fairway like that. What what's the best piece of advice you've got, gained from those guys? You know, Steph, Clay, or Draymond. Uh, just different things. Uh, they're obviously two completely or three completely different personalities. Uh, Clay's so free spirited and his, uh, and his and but also so passionate and. Uh, when it comes to the game, and 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 so he has a different approach than Steph does, because Steph's really strategical and and um, direct. He puts he he puts a lot of work in off the court. Um, you know, family family first. Got he's, he's got so many things like that. And then Draymond too. Uh, he's he's smart. He's he's so observant. Family first as well. Um, and 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 like he talks a lot, but. It's so interesting and willing to and 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 you're willing to listen to what he has to say because he's not just talking to talk. He's talking because he has something to say, and he, he has a lot to say. And he's also willing to listen and learn to others. I wanted to go back to your time in high school, all the way back then, playing at Montverde. How did that prepare you for the NBA? Because you played with guys like Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, Derek Whitehead. I think Dayron Sharp was on that team too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it did. I mean, we was in there competing and trying to get better every day. So. Um, like with that roster that you just mentioned, there wasn't many teams on the high school circuit that could give us many problems. So our main competition was every day in practice going against each other. Uh, we had we had some really good challenges, really good competition. But even more, even other than that, that really prepared me for college because I lived in Florida when I was 15, 16 years old in the dorm and did all that. So I wasn't really it wasn't a cultural shock when I went to college and moved away. It was easier because I was coming back closer to home at that point. Kareem, can I talk you onto the air? We we yeah. chat with us a little bit too. Kareem Moody joining us along with Moses Moody here. In the studio, um, you know, and, and you just talked about your younger days. I thought it was cool, too. You're not only doing basketball-related things this week, also doing some academic-related things and trying to encourage kids to get in the get in the classroom, get in the books a little bit, too, this week. Yep, yeah. We're going to, uh, on, on uh, what's that, Friday, tomorrow, we're, we, yeah, we're going to do the Real Ballers Read thing camp we do every year. Uh, I've, I've done for the last two, I've done for the last three years. I was doing it in high school, um, just you know, partnering with Arkansas Reads. And, uh, and then just having and having that camp for the kids. So a couple things. Uh, Kareem, as we, we think about back to his teenage days and him going off to Florida to play ball, you know, it all worked out great. So did you have any trepidation about that decision to, to have him go away from, from Arkansas to play? You know, it's it's not uncommon really these days. We see a lot more kids going to prep schools. But that had to be kind of a tough decision, I would think, as a family. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely, um, you know, I don't think it was tough in the sense of we knew it was an opportunity that was going to put him on track. He wanted to go, so he was supportive of it, so that made it a lot easier. But it was tough in terms of just family and friends and everybody who had a comment or opinion. Right. Or even myself, you know, I wanted to see him play. You know, I could drive right down the street, watch every game. I could, you know, be a part of it all, you know, help the coaches out and, you know, all of that. But, you know, I felt like going away similar to what he just said you know it gives you a chance to prepare for life beyond I knew that if we were going to make a a run at being a pro we needed to figure out if we had it in us early and so that was really a sink or swim you know for me just seeing let's just see what the kid is made of so he goes from an opportunity where he's probably one of the better players and you know he's already got the accolades to a new environment and it was really good to see that happen. Yeah I think for us that was oh go ahead. And also with that being said too I do want to point out the fact that like that situation worked out for us. It was real good, and it had a lot of benefits. But it's not for everybody, mm-hmm. and I don't want to try to encourage everybody to do it. Uh, it's maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But it is a hard situation moving away from home and and dealing with a lot of different things. And if you would have, if I, I would have did this uh, interview when I was at the, when I was at school, I might have had some different responses on things <laughs> that I liked and didn't like. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not for everybody, so I don't encourage it for everybody. Yeah, no, it's definitely a commitment. I, I got to think, and and for us, I mean, again, you know, I think we all root for the guys that go away and try to you know make make themselves the best they can be. But at the same time, to your point, I mean, as fans. 
we we feel like we're missing out too because we want to watch him play every week too. So it's a tough deal for everybody. I can't imagine as a parent though how how tough that is. Yeah. What's it make you feel like when you see him come back and do this stuff in the community? I'm glad to see and I'm glad to say that it is it's certainly not uh, for everybody, but it is pretty common, thankfully, that a lot of the Arkansas athletes come back and do these kinds of things. I think it's phenomenal as a parent. It's got to make you proud. Yeah, it definitely does. You know, and like Moses mentions, oftentimes the blueprint has been laid. Other guys that have done it have mm-hmm. come back and kind of shown different pieces. And then Arkansas is a very given state. You know, we've been the recipients of a lot of the good fortune and, you know, things that people pour into it. So for me, um, this has been who I am and the work, you know, so he's been a part of that and seen it growing up. And so I think it's just natural that he would do what he does, you know, to make an impact and try to improve the lives of young people here. Yeah. Other than playing in front of kids a lot in the Bay Area, do you guys have organized things where you go out and get to be around school kids during the year? Oh, yeah. Uh, we do different different, uh, different events, different appearances, but definitely in the summertime, uh, they have a group that does camps pretty much every day of the week almost. Yeah, so when I'm in town, I, I just I did two camps last week when I was just in the Bay, uh, and it was just going to be a part of being around the kids, finding stuff, taking pictures. We have various levels of fans uh, in the community as far as their level of NBA interest, and we've have, we got some haters too, but we like to talk about what's going on. Christian, obviously, if you can't tell, is our, our NBA guru who here, he's a, he's a nerd, and we followed the free agency stuff pretty closely. There were so many interesting moves happening in the off season, and uh, we watched it pretty closely. Do you follow NBA coverage through the season at all, or are you kind of focused on what you guys are doing as a team, or both? Yeah, I mean, I focus on what we're doing as a team, obviously, but the NBA stuff is also has a lot to do with what we, what we do as a team, just yeah. knowing who, what guys are where, what's going on, where, you know, and uh, just the life that you live, the life that we kind of live, you never know what happens next, so you kind of got to pay attention to it a little bit. Do you have an analyst you like that you listen to that you're, you think makes good points or somebody that you you don't necessarily appreciate? Um, you don't have to throw anybody under the bus if you don't want to, but who, is there somebody you like that you go, yeah, that guy's pretty good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen A. is really entertaining. He is entertaining. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of different people. I like. Uh, do you have a good like, relationship with any of those guys? I mean, do you do you have a, like a personal relationship with any of the the guys that cover the NBA closely? Um, not really. I mean, I, I I've been around a lot of different guys, but not enough to really make a relationship. Uh, um, I really like Ernie. Yeah, yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's he, a lot of good ones. EJ's good. What about uh, how many times have you been sent the Kendrick Perkins clip of him trying to pronounce your name? Uh, too many to count. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've seen it a lot. It's pretty hilarious. It is. We like we like Big Perk. He's entertaining too. Christian, kind of picking back, backing off the question, how much you pay attention to moves around the NBA? How much do you watch basketball in your free time? Uh, yeah, I watch a lot of basketball, and I like watching basketball in a different way than I used to. At first, it was just for the entertainment of the game and seeing seeing the score go up and down and watching, waiting for the highlight plays. But now that the NBA kind of everybody kind of does the same thing. If you if you pay attention close enough, you'll see that everybody runs the same plays and uh, it's the same action, same sets. So when you it's, it's it's more fun to watch NBA now that I know if like when if, if the if the point guard brings the ball up on the right side of the floor and somebody's standing at the top of the key then he's gonna go set a screen for the guy to come down the middle he's either gonna do a pitch give it to him and give it back or he's gonna uh, set a double screen and come back and you just kind of know what's gonna happen and, and it's uh, just a, just just you're watching it from a different lens at that point. How many of the or how much of the Arkansas guys, former Arkansas guys that play? Because there was a good contingent this year in the summer league. Did you get to did you get to see those guys up close and personal at all this this summer? Yeah, I did. I watched a lot of games this year. Uh, I didn't make it to any, but I but I was I was paying a lot of attention, watching a lot of games, especially in, t- in the tournament. So Black Walsh uh, Council. I mean, there were a handful of guys there. Anybody that stood out? I mean, I think Walsh was the one that surprised us a little bit, especially with his offensive prowess at the summer league. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I watched them all. I was watching it all year. And 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 in the uh, the Kansas game when when they were uh, when they when they played Kansas in the tournament, mm-hmm. it was I'm watching it in the locker room on my phone, and we're about to play Memphis. And coaching them, they do it. They, you know, they come in for the pregame meeting every every game at a same at the same time. But as they as they are coming in, it's like 
a minute left in the game, and you know how close that game was. So I got so coaches right there talking, but I got my phone on the floor. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to pay attention to both, but uh, yeah, that, that, one, that one was that one, that one was uh, it was a good. One. I, and I and then when we when we won, I was excited, but I couldn't show it, couldn't do nothing because I wasn't supposed to be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> there was some talk uh, afterwards, Jordan Walsh, and I don't know that he meant any harm by it, but he talked about how he felt like his handcuffs were off a little bit moving to the NBA level. Arkansas struggled shooting the ball outside. Maybe that handcuffed a lot of the guys. Maybe that there wasn't as much spacing as they like to get with Arkansas. Did you feel stifled at all offensively when you were there? Uh, you know, different systems, different, uh, different. Like maybe you, you never, you never really. It's always a different uh, scenario on different teams. Uh, the NBA is a lot different than college in general. Summer league is a lot different than. The real the real NBA right. is different than G League. The real NBA is a lot different than the playoffs. So it's always just different types of basketball and just finding your groove, finding what you're supposed to do. Um, when I was at Arkansas, no, I, I felt I felt good, but I had a completely different team than that was sure. there here. There here now, I think Devo is the only guy from my team there. Uh, Kamani, he was on, he was a red shirt, but. Um, I mean, yeah, I would just say that's that's it's a testament to that, you know, do you, it's a different. Topic. Do you keep in touch with uh, Jalen Williams? Was yeah, yeah, Jay Williams, my dog. I was texting him the other day. Uh, yeah, we, we we keep in contact. Do you guys run the same stuff when you were at the in the G League? I mean, going back and forth, did you guys run the same kind of stuff, or was it significantly different? Uh, a lot of other teams kind of run different different sets in the G League, but um, our team for sure runs the same with the G League as the Warriors do. But mm-hmm. some teams get a little creative. Gotcha. Yep. I got a few rapid fire questions, uh, quick ones. Who's the hardest person you've had to guard so far in the NBA? Steph Curry. Oh, okay, that, <laughs> that would have been my guess. Uh, what's your pregame? What do you listen to in pregame? Uh, so many different games take on such a different personality. Some games uh, on a random Tuesday afternoon, then I might need to get more excited and get up for the game. So then I'm going to listen to more fast-paced music. But then if it's already an intense environment, a lot going on, then I'll slow it down a little bit. Uh, who's some of your go-to artists, though? Uh, I like um, I like Lil Baby, Ride Wave. Um, I like JID. I like uh, uh, Common. I like a lot of different guys. Um, when I'm not sure if the Warriors do this, but a lot of times when rookies come into the league, you know, a vet gets their rookie, and you have to do the things that they tell you to do. Did you have a vet? Yeah, um, Dre will probably be considered my vet. I mean, uh, Draymond. But uh, yeah, I didn't really have too many too many things that I really had to do, because um, you know we're 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 a really good team and so focused on winning the championship and all that too. They didn't really they ain't really mess with us that much. When do you guys report officially? When do you have to be back? Uh, when it started training camp officially, but uh, I think I'll be back around the 17th or the 7th doing some stuff. Gotcha. Well, we'll let you get out of here. Listen, I really appreciate uh, you coming up today, obviously, but I also appreciate what you're doing in the community and coming back, and you don't have to do that, but I think it's awesome that you do, and it's great that you're having some success, and we're hoping to see that continue and maybe get you on the floor a little bit more next season even. So. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, well, good luck. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me. Good seeing you. Cream, appreciate you coming up. Yeah, Thank definitely. you. Thank you, John. All right, we'll take a timeout. It's 11.47. Going to talk to Little Rock Mayor Frank Scott on the other side. Stick around. It's The Zone continuing here on a Thursday. You know we raised for something You know the pain for something I hope we change something To keep on swinging on Courtney Ballantyne here for The Butcher Shop. Hold up there. Everyone knows I've always been the paid spokesperson for The Butcher Shop, where you'll find me on most evenings enjoying one of their delicious charcoal grilled steaks. But Hope, I'm here to talk about their lunch specials every Tuesday through Friday from 11 to 2. Wait, what? The Butcher Shop is now open for lunch, too? Yeah, and they have a rotating meat selection every day, as well as everyone's favorite, Steak Burger Fridays on the last Friday of the month. What are we waiting for? Let's go to The Butcher Shop Steakhouse for lunch and dinner. Mosquito Joe has been making outside fun again for Arkansans over 10 years now. 
People still ask us, do you just do mosquitoes? Why don't you do termites or other bugs? The answer's quite simple. We're not a jack-of-all-trades. We want to be the best mosquito control service, period. You want to keep bugs out of your house? Call an exterminator. You want a nice-looking lawn? Call a lawn care service. You want expert mosquito control? Call Mosquito Joe. Mention you heard us on the buzz for a special discount. Visit arkansas.mosquitojoe.com. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumelle is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every Every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GPS for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GPS for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GPS for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. Big things happening at Guatney Chevrolet. They have all kinds of deals to entice you to come out and buy one of their new vehicles. Guatney Chevrolet has a lot of 2024s headed towards Jacksonville right now, so they have to get rid of the 2023s. That's why they're enticing you with so many great deals. Go to the website, guatneychevrolet.com. Take a look at all the deals, all the incentives. For example, right now, a Silverado 1.9% finance. If you're in the market for a truck, the Silverado is a great option for you with a great financing choice. Also, they're going to pay top dollar for that vehicle you're driving right now. Guatney wants to make a deal with you. They are still paying top dollar for quality cars, trucks, and SUVs. So head to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville and let them do a little wheeling and dealing. Drive away with a brand new 2023 as they get ready to bring in the 2024s at Guatney Chevrolet. You're back in the zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Check us out online at 1037thebuzz.com and throw us a follow at JustinAkry7, at Wes underscore more, and at CWeaver1037. Now, back to Justin Acre and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. I hope I'm not too late to set my demon straight. I know I made you wait. How much can you take? I hope you see the God in all right, our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi are here, are here a little bit early, which is good because that means the food's here a little bit early also. But I'm also happy to see your shining faces. Uh, Mr. Alley, Mr. Cromless in the house, and we've got a review of Pinball coming up. By the way, I will just tell you this, a little spoiler alert, and we are waiting on the mayor of Little Rock, Frank Scott Jr., to call us. And, Mayor, I apologize. Moses Moody was in the studio, and he doesn't come up here very often. We don't get NBA guys at the studio hardly ever. So. Except for Joe Kwan. Joke. I'm talking about good, good players, though. I mean, uh, uh, guys good, that are good point. Guys that are still relevant today, not like old, broken down. So you know how I play that like nerdy guess, uh, the player that played for both these teams grid thing. Yes, you are a dork. Um, I had a, I had one yesterday where it was Suns and Celtics, and it was like 0.1 percent of players guessed Joe Klein, but I, I knew that. That was a good one. I know Joe. Um. Anyway, so I hope the mayor will call back here so we can get him on for a few minutes because there are some things to talk about and celebrate. And we're talking about celebrating next week, too, with our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, tomorrow is your last chance to get fee-free Friday and buy your tickets for next Wednesday, which is the big three-year anniversary party for Rock and Roll Sushi over at the Hall. So we're going to have live music with the Velcro Pygmies. I'm excited. We're going to be there. We've got a rock and roll photographer of some renown coming in. Mark Weiss will be here. So we've got a lot to look forward to. And you know, you do you remember you were gonna? We got an interview today with the lead singer of the Pygmies. 
No. <laughs> but I will be ready for it all next right, hour. Good, right. i got a seven-minute break to eat uh, eat hibachi and uh, get ready for that. Should we invite the mayor over? I think he should come and celebrate it. Absolutely. You guys have two locations in his city. That's right. I would think that and he we would... we love Little Rock. Yes. Mayor Scott uh, is joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. And, Mayor, I apologize. We're a little behind because Moses Moody came and hung out. And we don't get NBA guys in the studio very often, so we're a little behind. I apologize. How are you? We, we love Moses Moody, and uh, we're excited that... He's back in the city, uh, representing the city across this nation very well, I might add. And uh, just so happy for all of his events that he has this coming up weekend. Yeah, no doubt. Well, he's got them all sold out, which is good and bad. Those who wanted to get in a little bit late, tough time, but uh, maybe next year. I'm just glad he's back in the community and giving back. It's a great thing to see. Um, by the way, quick, quickly, our friends from Rock of the World Sushi are here. Next Wednesday, if you don't have plans, you need to come hang out with us. Some great 90s music over at the hall. And we're going to have a great time celebrating three years of Rock and Roll Sushi. They've got a couple locations here in your fair city. So if you don't have other plans, I think you ought to come over and hang out with us a little bit. We'll get down to some 90s music. I'll drop by. I love me some sushi. All right. I like that. All right. Let's talk about some good things happening here. And I saw, I think it was Brummett even, Mr. Grumpy Grumpy Smurf talking about some of the positive things (laughs) happening in the city. About, uh, you know, crime being down and violent crime specifically. I mean, these these are encouraging signs. I hope it continues. Do we have him? Are you there? Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. you're there. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry. Right. Uh, something happened with my cell phone. I apologize. But yes, violent crime is down here in the city of Little Rock, a negative four percent. Overall crime is down around a negative five percent. We're just really excited about uh, the work that our Little Rock Police Department officers are doing, and it's just uh, commendable to also see that close to forty percent of our homicide rate is down pretty much as well. And it's just a great work that our chief of police. Keith Helton is doing and focusing on different strategies from a community policing standpoint. Yeah, I met somebody from the department the other day, and uh, they were raving about him and, and the ability to, you know, kind of bring the the police force together. And obviously, that's having some some real impact in the community, which is good to see. It's good to see to have everybody on the same team yeah. makes things a little easier, doesn't it? Yeah, we got a great coach and Chief Helton, and we're excited about his strategies and his entire team, his assistant chiefs, all the. Uh, majors and the sergeants and lieutenants and all of our officers who are doing this every day. Uh, it's truly a team effort. Um, we also have a very high capture rate, uh, somewhere around 72, 73 percent, which is top of the line uh, across the nation. What that basically means is when you commit a crime, we catch you pretty quickly. Uh, and so that also helps with prevention and it helps people to think twice about committing a crime here in the city of Little Rock. Absolutely. Um, I want to make sure we got time to get into this, too. I saw this uh, in the Democrat Gazette the other day about uh, some tax conversation. I know there's going to be um, some, some more conversation about that. Is this something that's going to go to the voters? Tell me more about what's happening there. Sure. We're, we're going to take another crack at uh, increasing the city of Little Rock sales tax. Uh, the city of Little Rock, uh, albeit the state's capital city, uh, we have uh, one of the lowest sales tax rates here in, um, the, in the state. Somewhere around 8.6 percent. Uh, many people are a lot, lar- a lot higher than us, and clearly we understand we have a greater population, and so we, we tend to bring in more money. However, uh, we have more needs because uh, while we may be a city of 203,000 uh, during the workday, we probably go around to around 300 to 325,000. So there's a lot of compression on our infrastructure, our park system, um, our, pu- our public works, our ports, different things of that nature. So we're focused on these four P's, which stands for public safety, parks, um, port, economic development, as well as public works, ultimately focusing on quality of life and place here in the city of Little Rock. Uh, one of the main things that we want to highlight a part of this potential sales tax that we'll have to go after in November is a youth sports uh, complex, indoor and outdoor at War Memorial. I know that's something you and I have been talking about for the past couple of years. Uh, We're excited. We know right now that uh, youth sports is a $77 billion industry. Uh, And a lot of those dollars are leaving Little Rock on the weekend uh, to go to various cities. Uh, They're taking their young families to participate in these sports, paying a buttload of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they'd much rather save that gas and do it right here at their home. Uh, And so we want to create this kind of home field advantage, not only for other cities across this uh, across the state, but for the region, uh, we know that there's a lot of money uh, that's going to Texas, that's going to Missouri, that's going to Louisiana uh, from a youth sports perspective. And we need to take that in and also be a regional draw as well. 
All right, Mayor, thank you so much. I appreciate the time. We will talk to you in a couple of weeks. And I'm sorry we're out of time, but we're going to look for you next Wednesday at the Hall. Come have some fun, and we'll... Rolling leave. with the mayor. There you go. We'll, make, we'll, we'll, we'll keep a sushi roll on uh, on the side for you with your name on it. How about that? We'll do. Look forward to seeing you guys. All right. Thank you, Mayor. Mayor Scott.